I was in church today and and just every time now, like uh, there's part of me that wants to be like, darn you, Dave, and all you other people that do deconstructing <laughs> videos, because life was so much simpler when I could listen to these things and not have to think about them. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Dig New Streams podcast. I'm your host, Dave Capozzi. This week, I welcome my friend, Natafan. Natafan is a Christian who has found himself not just in the process of deconstructing his faith, but doing it on TikTok, where he talks a lot about the implications of taking Jesus seriously when it comes to how we treat one another and how we vote. If you want to keep up with the podcast, subscribe to whatever platform you're using to listen right now. You can find a consistent conversation happening on TikTok if you search for my name, Dave Capozzi, and on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook at Dig New Streams Podcast. Without further ado, my conversation with Natafan. What you're saying is like these people, they do get you. Yeah, I mean, it's hard not to. I mean, you see, you get like 200 comments, you know, maybe. Let's just, let's average it out. You know, yeah. I get a normal, on a normal every day, depending on how it goes, you get like 200 comments on stuff. <laughs> and and 50 of them are the trolls. <laughs> you know, of the that's 50 people out of 150 million people on this app and you know the you know 15 20,000 people that watched your video it's only mm -hmm. 50 people that are the jerks enough to make a comment yeah like that but there it's still it still gets you it was like yeah. the first the first viral video that i made when i started doing political was i've said it was me going um i'm a democrat Oh no, I'm a Christian and I vote and I'm voting Democrat. Yeah. This was right before the 2022 election. Mm. And dude, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, we've talked a little bit about, you know, I'm not deconstructing to the same level as like you and a lot of other people that I enter that, that you interact with. Yeah. But I've definitely, you know, we, we've seen my videos. We've talked about it. I, yeah. you know, I admit straight up in my videos, you know, the Bible was written by humans. Yep. They may be godly people, yeah. but that doesn't change the fact that they had godly people are sinful. Godly <laughs> people look at the world f through their own lenses and they make their own ideas as we know right now, even yep. about how things should and shouldn't be. And that's how they wrote things in the Bible. Yes. But that it, is an outlandish thought for a lot of people, as you know. Oh, of course. Because we've been we've been taught growing up that that the Bible is the direct word of God. Mm -hmm. And I was in church today and and just every time now, like uh, there's part of me that wants to be like, darn you, Dave, and all you other people that do deconstructing <laughs> videos, because life was so much simpler when I could listen to these things and not have to think about them. <laughs> <laughs> I, understand. I obviously say that jokingly because actually it was it was actually <laughs> in in the end what they were talking about was actually really good because they ended their whole thing today with the idea that 
growing, however, however you're growing, and this 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 counts politically, religiously, socially, whatever. Growing is not is not easy. It's not comfortable. No. You actually know that you're growing. You know that you're probably heading in the right direction if you feel uncomfortable with the steps you're taking. Yes, that's um, so so true. And so I. I it's one of those things where I go right now and I'm like, I, I, I know something's going to frustrate me about what they say <laughs> because I know it's not totally like, but again, it's like that video I made a couple weeks ago while on vacation. There's 200 million people in the United States. Yeah. How many people, like if you were to guess how many people in the United States right now that agree with you on everything you believe, it's probably zero. Yep. Now you might find some people that that will agree with you on like ninety percent, but still, that's still probably yeah. very unlikely. Absolutely, I think about this a lot. With you know, I've I started making when I started making content, it was really around deconstruction, yeah, uh, of Christianity. It's moved away from that more towards deconstructing whiteness, right? Um, but I still am connected to a lot of deconstruction. De deconstructing Christianity folk and it's still interwoven, but I found that my perspective and my experience was so very different. Um, especially growing up in the Northeast, I think, you know, mm -hmm. like, uh, as you know, like being, I do. being part, the reason we connected was this Gordon Conwell thing, you know, um, there's a major difference between growing up Christian in the Northeast and growing up Christian in other parts of the country. And I was a deconstructed pastor who doesn't believe any differently than I did then. Right. So for me, I'm still a person of faith. I don't identify as a Christian, Right. but I found like that I would, my stuff didn't necessarily connect at the same level. So mm -hmm. you can be a deconstructed Christian. You can be all these. And then you agree with people, maybe like 10%. <laughs> that's the thing. Like <laughs> Christianity as a whole, that's the part that drives me crazy. It's like, we anyone who calls themselves a christian or called themselves a christian however you want to say it put it like we never all agreed no christianity never. christianity of all religions is the most fragmented religion easily out there yes i have never heard of any other religion that can have as many different denominations that that disagree so fundamentally right it's it on is so many things yeah they're not peripheral is, things they're not no <laughs> i mean some of them are like yeah like when i was growing up like my pastor was a was an armenian and and I knew people that were Calvinism, Calvin, whatever, whatever the term. So is. for pe real quick, for people that don't know, Arminian was Arminius equals free will. Calvin is equals like predestination. You right. don't get, get to choose whether you yeah. go to heaven or hell. So I, when I heard that, my brain, see, this is why <laughs> like probably church was never like, even though I love people at church, I love what I love what a good church, like, yeah. like we need to have that. I love what a good church with good people can give to you, whether mm. it's community, whether it's, whether it's just it church <laughs> again, this is, <laughs> it's probably bad that we're doing this because now I'm thinking about it. church as a whole, stop thinking <laughs> church as a whole, when it comes to what it could give if 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 christianity was living the way if christians were living the way they should be living 
not what it's become, not what the church has become. Living via the teachings of Jesus, not yep. all of this other stuff. Yeah. But church, church is a place where you, you know, that's how you find friends anyways, isn't it? Yeah. You you find something that that brings you together, a community. Yep. Um and there absolutely it's harder to find those kind of places, especially nowadays. Like you don't have like I don't like I love sports. I love yeah. like I grew up playing Ultimate Frisbee forever. Yeah. And I love it. And when we moved down south, I the first thing I did was try and find an ultimate frisbee place. And it's like the closest one is like a 45 minute drive away. And I'm mm. like, okay, well, I don't have that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like, cause I can't, I, I was, we had a little kid at the time and it's yeah. 45 minutes is just an hour and a half of driving just to yeah. play ultimate frisbee. I, I mean, I love it, but that's, and it's I grew up in, I grew up in the Northeast where like, 20 minutes is a long drive. Yeah, things are closer here. I, I think a lot closer. People across the country might hear you saying 45 minutes. Like, what do you mean? That's like, that's how far my supermarket is. Yeah, in Texas, <laughs> places way south. That's normal. Even here, that's normal. People, yeah. uh, you know, are the, the we're meeting in, we're meeting right now, our church is meeting in a place way away from where all the people that go to it and we're building a new building closer to them, but they drive like 35 minutes each way to church. And I'm just like, yeah, my brain cannot do that. <laughs> yeah. Like you... they're moving farther. Like the church right now is near us and they're moving farther away. And my brain is going, what are we going to do? We got to find a new church. I, we're not... But I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Because the people the in the church, in this church, aren't the crazy people that I'm that that make me hate mainstream yeah church yeah mainstream religion I think that's the idea that church is this place of connection community that we all desperately need is the saddest thing about um losing that as an institution yeah uh and what I came to realize for myself and this might be true for other people but I came to realize that my connection to many people within Christianity was not based on a real human need for one another, um, but it was based on what we, be we we believed in common. And so as soon as I'm no longer in that, no, yep. now we can't be connected anymore. Yep. And the fact that that's even a conflict in people's mind that, wait, what do I do with Dave now that he's not there? Yeah. That That is... Um, that's what I don't like about it. I don't think that's every church. I don't think that's all Christians. You know, um, um, I think that's hard though. But when you find your meaning, when you move from one place to another and you're like, well, this is how we build community. How else yeah. do you do it? Yeah. And I think that's where the digital age that we're in has been great in terms of finding people that have similar, um, similar interests, similar and making communities that you could never make before. Yes. But what it also has done because we have grown so fast is we have lost we, we've lost the understanding and the ability of how to do it even in person in person outside of church mm. like you look at people everywhere like and forget the forget all the political stuff that's going on that's making yeah. it even more dangerous like i'm scared to go knock on a neighbor's door now because yeah, yeah. because of everything that's going on right but but even before that I knew like one of my neighbors for like, for the first five years here, I maybe knew one, one neighbor wow. in my entire, the entire neighborhood. Wow. Because 
no one left their house no one did like you you got in cars and went places like yes. no one got out and just met their neighbors and and the funny thing is oh. is growing up in new england you think that that they're bad at it <laughs> so we get here and i'm like oh these people are going to be more open they're going to be so like when we first moved here there was like a yard sale that was going on like literally the day we moved in and i'm like oh let's go down and say hi and see if there's anything we want because we had just bought a house and blah 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 yeah i went and said hi and they like barely spoke mm. and i felt so awkward and yeah. i was like okay well this is this sounds like the neighborhood that we like and in the <laughs> end the only the only families that we made connections with were ones with young kids that my daughter could go like when when they she saw them playing and said i'm gonna go out and play with them yes and then we made connections with with their you know their parents and kind of thing that's the drum that keeps beating is <clears throat> how one how essential community is and two how hard it is to find because american culture is hyper individualistic i would say that's you know we know that's a product of whiteness and all sorts of things that is not the case in black and brown indigenous communities of color that's true and and when we experience this it is a loss of our way to connect with each other and so you only connect with people that are in the same stage of life as you we don't yeah. have the con concept of looking to elders and passing on to the next generation we can't go next door and be like man my my thing my lawnmower just broke can i just get yours and pass it like everyone's got their own everything we survive on our own yeah and oh yeah i wonder I how much that shows up. I mean, we can say things are across the board the same, but I don't know what culture you live in. I don't know what your town or your community is like. Do you feel like you notice that in church as well as outside, or is there a difference between what you experience in your church community and your town? Um, I think, well, interestingly enough, we live in the, so you know, the joke in, in, in like the new England area, especially the, the in Massachusetts, that there's a Dunkin' Donuts on every street corner. <laughs> well, I live in the Bible belt where there's like a church on every street corner. Mm. Um, my current church, they are very much, um, they are more community than any probably any church that i've ever been in even the one nice. i grew up with which was a great church hmm. um to the extent of like when i was talking about the fact that like i don't even know if i'm like we're going to be able to be a part of the church because we've got like one car i used to like i help with worship things like that because i sing and play guitar yeah and they're like and we've got one car and we can't drive 35 minutes like they're not i'm not going to get my family up really early to drive and like well, maybe we'll just get you a car like wow like that's the kind of thing that these people are like and but they do that with all of it like yes. i yes like, i was volunteering like when the when, the, when i first started joining i was i would help with i was helping with their streaming because i streamed i was helping yeah. with their tech stuff i was helping with singing and some family was like he does a lot in our church so I, and he just like for Christmas, just gave the pastor, oh, I'm not going to say I'm, a wad of money, more money than I probably deserved. And was like, I just wanted to give him because he's done a lot. Mm, and that. like, that's why, like, that's why I'm not totally gone. Because yeah. if I was, yes. if I was in some of my older churches, I probably wouldn't be 
yeah a part of a church anymore that makes so um, much sense because the, because what we know we know too much right yeah. and the people that are as you've shifted towards being a democrat or whatever that has looked like um i you've probably heard the same thing that i have which is you can't be both a christian and a democrat now that typically is coming from white folks <laughs> it's typically uh, coming from white folks but it's also typically coming from from rural white folks yeah um people it's, that only see you know one kind of person one kind of idea one kind you know all past <laughs> every yeah. pastor speaks the same thing and i will say that i experienced that growing up in the boston area um, really yeah because uh, what most people don't realize because we have boston and cambridge is that massachusetts on the whole is not extremely liberal the oh. South Shore is one of the most conservative, is probably the most conservative part of Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, and we, that's where I grew up. Well, I mean, so, the North Shore is like, is too. Similar, similar towns, right? And so I grew up in churches there that very white, very Republican. And it was just understood. It was never but, said like, you're, you're Republican. It just was understood. The interesting thing about Massachusetts too is as a whole, depending on, I mean, there are certain areas that are probably a little bit more, but like, Massachusetts, New England as a whole is like, in terms of people that go to church, people that are Christians, it's yep. like the least churched area in yeah. the entire United States. Yeah. What do they call us? There's like a name, the frozen chosen or something like, is it? <laughs> it's probably, that sounds right, but it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, where I grew up, if we're talking like the whole, like me, my city and the like, seven or eight cities around us there's probably like four churches yes exactly yeah total and it's yeah. like it's basically like two baptists <laughs> a presbyterian and maybe a methodist yes but there have and then, been and then a there, catholic church in here there, in, in there there are more catholic churches and there are a yeah. lot more now church plants of people from the south that are trying to save us up north <laughs> And all the people up north are coming down south. I mean, I, you know, really? I, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Florida is, our, I mean, Florida's Florida, but I mean, people <laughs> retire in Florida. But, you know, I'm in one of the largest cities in the south. And it took me two weeks to meet someone who wasn't from Massachusetts. Wow. Really? Literally took me two weeks. The person who, who, who unloaded our, our uh, furniture like when when it got down the person who unloaded into our house was went to umass or something like that <laughs> um the grocery store they saw my hat and were like boston when you know during football season and baseball season if you know i see people in in huh. red Sox and patriots stuff all the time this is interesting a, this is a very big new england area our our influence is spreading scarily good or bad unknown yeah. yet but though i wonder like for you was there a time when you were a republican and if that's the case what are some of the things that made you shift away from that so i've always considered myself an independent okay but that being said up until technically up until trump I voted Republican. Mm, okay. Um, I definitely, but you know, I, and it's one of those things where I thought about, I think the main reason I voted. So 
everyone except for Mitt Romney. I voted for Mitt Romney because he was my governor. Yeah. And I thought he did a good job. Hmm. And I said, okay, well, you know. He got us health. He got everyone health care in Massachusetts. He got everyone. He did universal health care. He did. Yep. Um, so I was, I was okay with, with him. Yep. Um, uh, before that point, you know, it was very much, I would, it was just one of those understood things that Christians w- were Republicans and you voted for Christians, but, yes. in, but that was when I was younger and I didn't realize that, and it didn't even just process. I think that's when the change started was when my brain started processing the idea that, that, like truly, like I always believed in separation of church and state. Yeah. But I don't know if I truly like embraced it the way I did once I started seeing Christians get more extreme yeah. on the Republican side. I think when once once the extremism started, I started seeing it in just the mainstream church. Yeah. I think that's when it like it like clicked in my brain that like, okay, something, something's Something's not right here. And we need to, we need to take a step back and we need to take a look at how things are. Yeah. But you know, I've always, I've always been slightly an outlier. And I think it's, I don't think I realized that I was actually more left leaning than I was because of who I was around. Like the church I went to had I feel like a quarter of my church were the people that taught you. Taught me. Oh, yeah. taught me in seminary. Yeah. yeah. Like that's funny. I've, I, when I say I've had more conversations with yeah. biblical scholars and biblical theologians. And what's funny is, is as a whole, they are, they are conservative. Yeah. In general at the main campus for sure. Yeah, but, and, yeah. But because they are also theolo- at least if you talk to the biblical ones, because they are theologians, they're used to having these kinds of discussions. Yes. And and willing to even they're willing to to hear you out. Yes. Which is something that you don't get other places. The second no. you say something that goes against what they're used to hearing, they freak out. Yeah. Mo- and I'm talking other places, not where I grew up. Yeah. But they freak out and and they they banish you for even considering (laughs) yeah you know this is the difference yeah because context is everything so if you've got a seminary prof that you're going sitting next to in the pew that's different than what i'm i'm at a southern baptist church on the south shore and i'm like i think i'm gonna go to seminary they're like oh cemetery you'll lose your faith there if they were to if there was a seminary prof sitting next to them they'd be considered even if they had to affirm like gordon conwell was at the time yeah they had to affirm that moses wrote all the first five books of the bible they would still be far more liberal than that person that's sitting in my yeah. pew so ev- everything is contextual and that's why i think it's important to know that where you are and where someone else might be experiencing Christianity will be, there will be some similarities, but there will be differences. That's why I, I when I went, so I actually took some seminary classes Oh, um, for, um, and one of my favorite courses was um, uh, managing conflict. Ooh. And my professor, uh, he gave this story um, and it just stuck with me. And it's like become my mantra with, with when it comes to interacting with everybody. Yeah. Um, but basically the idea is, is like in war, you're, if you're protecting like a town, 
you start way out and you kind of pull back as they push yeah. and you hit a point where like if there's like a bridge and that bridge leads to your town you call that the is this the bridge worth dying over yeah. is this the last is this the final like if they get this they get it's everything over. yeah and that's how i've had to look that's how i've tried to look at pretty much everything i've started looking at everything that way and it's it's opened up a lot for me mm. because now i look at my christianity and i say okay what are the bridges worth dying for yeah and and you know it's not it's not arminianism and calvinism it's <laughs> it's you know loving your neighbor it, you yeah. know and I, I said it in one of my videos i said jesus straight up said basically the same thing when they yeah. asked when they asked when the the uh pharisees said what are the most important of the ten commandments and he just said love the lord your god with all your heart and love your neighbor and that's yeah. it yeah he yeah. said that, he's like they're all important but these these are the bridges worth dying over yeah i and, think that's beautiful and that's why a lot of people stay people of faith you know you're probably also i'm assuming you're familiar with matthew 25 where jesus gives the criteria for how he's you know gonna judge in the end and it's like did you feed people who were hungry did you clothe people who were naked did you visit people in prison did you help people when they're sick it's yep. like and then if you didn't then you go you go there yeah and it's one of those things that is too simple for people too simple to un and and for white imperial Christianity, which we are the children of. It's true. It is impossible to think in those terms because we've been conditioned to think conquest and and uh, saving people the way that we think. And so to think about a God that just wants us to take care of each other, yeah, feels just way out of the realm of possibility. So we as humans, humans as a whole, we are simple people. We're simple. We like simple. <laughs> the simpler, the better. We mm. like black and white. We don't like gray. No. And that is why, that is why, in my opinion, when they were, you know, again, there, there are obviously other reasons too, but I think it's one of those things where that's why people like are okay with the Bible the way it is and yep. the way people are pre the way pastors are preaching it. Because they just say, you want to go to heaven. You want to go to heaven. You don't want to go to hell. Okay, you want to go to heaven. <laughs> if you want to go to heaven, you do this, you do this, you do this. And if you don't want to go to hell, you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do this. Simple. They love that. People yeah. in general love that. And I get it. I get it. Who That's really easy. wants it? It's, it's almost like... It, it's just less complicated. It you, is. You're so worried about screwing up that you just want a roadmap. Just and give me. And yeah, we've been told the that directions. the Bible <laughs> is the roadmap. And that's the crazy thing, because once you realize, once you realize the bridge to die over thing, once you look at what Jesus says and you say, these are the only things that you need to worry about. Mm. You realize Jesus gave you the black and white. Yeah. He said, yeah. you want to go. You love me and you love people. <laughs> it's like that one verse. Remember the verse growing up? I can never remember the, the actual like, like book, but you'll oh, be I able love to say this. It. This is love God, <laughs> then do as you please. It wasn't a oh, it wasn't a book. It was uh it was um it was some Catholic priest or something. Yeah. He said, Love God, then do as you please. Fascinating. 
Fascinating. And it's that I loved that statement so much because mm. when you think about it, it's like if you look at someone, you know, if I look at you and I look at you from a place of love, straight yeah. up, I'm not worrying about what you're thinking, blah, 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 or how you're gonna how you're gonna hurt me or all the other things that people yeah. go through. If I just look at you of a place of love, then I don't need to worry about whether what I'm doing is going to yeah. get me to heaven or hell yeah. because I'm coming at my interaction with you from a place of love, yeah. which is why in the end, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's the it's, hardest part for me to interact with Christians, you know, because yeah. they are so focused on following the Bible and doing what is quote unquote right, that they're ignoring the fact that all you got to do is love people. This is the hardest thing for Christians to come to grips with. We're talking about a particular type of Christian, the ones that would call themselves biblically biblical literalists, when in fact the issues that they care about the most in today's society are the are two things that the Bible speaks the least about. Yeah, um, there are zero verses about abortion, and there are precisely four or five that speak about um, people who have same sex relationships of any kind. And, and depending on who you talk to about it. I've heard arguments that say that the original translations of those are talking about same oh, sex yeah. in a very specific situation, yeah. i.e. forcing yourself upon someone because back then. Yeah, no question. The people in charge used to used to <laughs> used to I mean, force themselves on a lot of people. True. And no question. It's just that that's what I'm that's what I'm saying for people who say that they are biblically yes biblical literalists we know on the other side that that's not the case there's no convincing them otherwise right. because what it comes down to is this thing makes me feel safe and if you're questioning that then you're threatening my safety which Correct. is the thing that I live for <laughs> is yeah. to feel safe so yeah. when you when you make a video and you're a Christian, and you say that, you're pushing some buttons that mm -hmm. are going to really antagonize people. And so whether they're, well, yeah, whether they're, you know, whether they're trolls, or whether they're real people who are just infuriated, and they get something out of following someone, someone like you, I don't know what that is for people. But you then have to deal with the fact that you being yourself and trying to take your faith seriously, is going to piss some people off in a way where they're going to attack you mm -hmm. mercilessly. And and so, you know, if we're talking about mantras, it's it's the same idea of, so, you know, back in biblical times, the people that followed the letter of the law to like the, the, the yeah. book to the letter were the Pharisees. And they, were they trying, got yeah. pissed at Jesus all the time because yeah, he would... He, we were talking about healing the blind. They got pissed at him because he healed a blind man on the Sabbath. On the Sabbath, yeah. Like that matters. Jesus yeah. is like, that doesn't matter. I don't care. I'm healing somebody. I'm doing good. I'm loving on someone. But this is the way I look at it. And again, we, you know, we talked about the fact that at times, sometimes you just got to step back because it just, even though you, you know, people get on me about things, I, I let it. You know, I just let it rub off because I know yeah. they're coming at it from a different, you know, usually a, usually a, um, an angle of hate, um, or just or fear or, or fear. fear. Yeah. Um, but in general, 
the way I look at it is if someone comes at me that sounds very biblically literate, like, yeah. like, like literal, biblically yeah. literal. Yeah. Um, it means I'm probably thinking the right thing. Yeah. Because... I mean, you're pushing the right buttons and that's, that's for sure. I have conversations now with a lot of social media creators <laughs> Do <you laughs> and, <wonder> why? <laughs> um, and the consistent thing is, you know, that the comments rattle us, you know, and I, I've made, I've made a video before about how white sh folks would benefit from responding to being smacked down about racial things. And I'm like, you know, take the hit and then feel where it hurt, feel why it hurts and where it hurts. And then, you know, um, and I think the same might be true for us that mm -hmm. there's a button they're pushing in us when they come after us for things that we're saying that we now believe and are passionate about what is the button that's being put? I'm not saying we're going to change our minds. Yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah. to, to let it sit in our bodies and wonder why does this hurt me so much when you're nobody, I can't yeah. even see your face. You're not ma making any videos. Like you're not contributing in a meaningful way to this conversation. Yeah. Who are, why does it hurt so bad? That's what I want us to like figure out a way to sit with and Yeah. Um, so for me, it's not that it hurts per se. What hurts is the idea that there are people out there that think some of these things. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like I know, like, and, and that believe it so badly that they're willing to blatantly go against everything that I was taught a Christian should believe and live and speak and everything. Yeah. Like, the things that I have been called by people that supposedly are Christians, brother, my mom would be turning over in her <laughs> grave right now yeah. to think, to hear like people, Christians basically saying the only thing that's keeping them from being yep. me is the fact that they are Christians. It's like, <laughs> what are you serious? So, like those are the kind of things that get me. It's yeah. it's like I I do what I do and I know that most of it most of the time I'm not going to convince someone on the far right whether conservative Christian or conservative Republican right. to to go. My goal right. is like one person. Mm. My main goal is to let people that believe and think the way I do that they're not alone. Yeah. Sometimes I think that I really was lucky in how I grew up in a church because the way I see other churches teaching, I'm like, just dang. Yep. Yep. But yep. I was taught, you know, you love people. Yeah. And for and sure. That, and, and you don't speak ill of people, even if you are upset. I mean, and this isn't even a church yeah. thing. That's just a, my <laughs> mom would have smacked me upside the head. <laughs> if, if you don't I have talked. anything nice to say, don't say anything. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's like, like it's tough because I've heard repeatedly that I'm not the person I was raised to be, but I'm like, but I followed Jesus. Like you told me to, that's who you raised me to be. He just happened to leave me, lead me out of evangelicalism. And this is, and this is that, this is the step. And this is, you know, this is one of those things that I realized all of this. I talk about it with other things, um, like with the gun reform side of it, but this is, we're in, we're in this, we're in this never ending circle. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to fear. Yeah. Why are people, why are conservative Christians so against 
the LGBTQ community and abortion. Yeah. It's because there, there's two, there's two main reasons. And again, I'm sure there could be other arguments, but in my mind, there's two main reasons. One, because they're just scared to death about going to hell and, and it's yeah. black and white for them. So they're like, they've been taught this and this is black and white and you just don't do it. Yeah. But two, Christians are obsessed with, with sex. No joke. They are so obsessed with it. They don't realize they're obsessed with it. They think that they're trying to fight against it, but really like the LGBTQ community, you look, you look at their arguments. It's always about the, the intercourse between two human beings. Yeah. Right. They don't think about the love that's going on between those two human beings. It goes right to that. <laughs> right to it the goes bedroom. right to that. <laughs> on all of them look at their look at their issues with trans people it's not that they're dressing up because you remember mrs doubtfire did anyone have a problem with robin williams dressing up like that of course not no no what's the first thing they say oh my daughter in a bathroom yeah is going to be essayed like that is all they care about that yep. is there's so much fear and we've talked about that 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 christian christianity as a whole is taught fearing going to hell so much that you have to stay away from doing all of these things. Yes. But that you look at, you look at so much of the things that, that the church gets so obsessed about. Yeah. That, that is more likely to kick you out than anything. It just has to do with the physical side of, of that. Well, especially with, what we, all these things that we grow up learning, and I know it's confusing for a lot of people who are like, wait, you taught, you were taught that Christianity was about love <laughs> because our experience of it is not that, right? So it's confusing for people to hear that. But you and I both, it sounds like you grew up similar to the way that I was taught. Yeah. That we're the love religion. That's yeah. what we stand for because that's what Jesus was. So it's really hard to, to feel like everything that they do rests on this world's empire and political power that they throw all of their energy into this thing that when we were growing up, they said, oh, the only thing that matters is getting to heaven because yeah. so you live your life in a way that's worthy of getting there. Yeah. Now, it's not works, but you live your life in a manner yeah. that's like you're living like you're there now. And so it's so confusing for a lot of people to be like, wait, what are you doing? <laughs> Why yeah. are you throwing all of your energy into fighting over these things, hurting people? Can't you see it? And they just can't. And telling them that they're wrong isn't going to do anything. And it's because it's because the because pastors, the leaders have taken it up a notch by yeah. calling things like like you like I grew up that sin, whether you lie about something or you murder someone. Sin is sin. Sin is sin. We're all on the same level. God doesn't, God does not look at them any different, mm -hmm. but they have been now taught that these certain ones are the, like, like lions here, you know, yep. homosexuality's up here. Oh, it's the pinnacle. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like that, that does not compute. No, it doesn't. And what they don't realize is that as, as evangelicals realized that they were thinning out that their population was waning they doubled down on some things right 
And because they did that and they jumped on the Trump camp, they they lost way more of us than they might have. Yep. Right. So yep. how many people have you interacted with that are like Trump was it for me? Not Trump him, but like the people, the way they saw their family and people yep. that they once called. Oh, so many. I yep. can't. I uh, tens of thousands of comments of people in mind that say, you know, I don't even talk to my family anymore because they because of their views on um because of because of what trump has done to that party and yep. the way they interact with the world now because yeah of it. people have had to cut themselves off from their families or they've been cut off because yep. they support lgbtq plus rights and trans yep. people people yep. are breaking their families up over bathrooms yeah i mean yeah. it's not really that simple but that's what it comes down to is like you want you are so angry at me that i want to a bathroom for everybody that they can use in target that's what we're fighting over yeah well and that's this just shows the the level of fear i mean fear we know fear can convince your brain of anything yeah they are so afraid that like and again the kids thing it's fear yeah the, the, the parent that is flipping out about the trans community, the LGBTQ community, does not even know a thing about them. No. All they, all they hear in their head when they think about it is, my kid's going to go to school and read a book, which mm -hmm. that does not happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> the people that are most worried haven't been in school in a long time and don't realize that these kids never stop moving. They don't have time to do any of the things that they think is going on. No, they're not anyways, learning CRT. They're not learning any of that stuff. No, they're so worried that they're that that little Jimmy or little Tommy or little Susie are going to meet someone who is part of the community or read a book and they're, and something's going to go like this and magically they're going to be part of it. Not realizing that all of those kids by, you know, three, four, five already probably know something is, is up with them and yep. they look at things differently. And all those books do is make them go, you know, I've been thinking the same thing. Maybe I need to explore this more. Yes. Um, it gives them safety. It gives them like, we're supposed to be the sanctuary people. <laughs> they're not alone. They're not. It shows them it's sh the books or the people show them that they're not alone. They're, there's not something wrong with them. Yeah. And that's what drives me nuts is Christians keep making these people feel like something is wrong with them. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope this conversation inspired some new thoughts or questions within you. Until next time, peace, my friends.